Welcome. This is podcast number four for our series in the Gospel of Mark. Um, last, last time in, in, um, in our third session, we were looking at the first half or so of this major travel section in Mark's Gospel, in chapters, end of chapter four and in chapters five and six. There were a couple of major movements, two of the three major movements we looked at there. This week we're picking up the third of those movements. So we are in Mark 7, 1 through 8, 26. The, um, the title that I've given to that section of, of Mark is Bread for the World. And for this podcast, Bread and Foreign Travels. So Jesus now is now continuing his travel across the sea, and I want to recall for you the thematic importance of the sea as this dividing line between us and them, between clean, the clean land and the unclean lands, between Israel and the, the nations, between us and them. Uh, that continues. The narrative shape of this last section of the major section, uh, there are seven passages, in these seven passages, um, five of them talk about bread in one way or another, and then there is a there is a, a deaf man at one point, and there's a blind man at one point. We're going to look at that. So here are the passages. First, in chapter seven, a long section where Jesus deals with um, wash with bread with unwashed hands. This is the section where Jesus redefines what purity is all about, and it's a crucial section for Mark's Gospel, chapter 7, verses 1 through 23. That happens in Galilee. Well, as soon as Jesus has redefined purity, he's also redefined the relationship between Israel and the nations, and what does he do next? He starts traveling outside Galilee, outside Israel. He travels north to the region of Tyre, up along the seacoast. That's chapter 7, verses 24 to 30, bread for the dogs. From there, there's a circuitous route that he goes. The third section is um, the story of the Ephatha, the deaf man in the Decapolis. The fourth one is a, a miracle of bread for the Gentiles on the other side of the sea. The fifth passage is the Pharisees asking Jesus for a sign, and he refuses. The sixth is the final great storm scene on the sea with the disciples and Jesus crossing the sea and Jesus peppering them with questions. And then the final scene uh, in Bethsaida, the, an, a blind man whom Jesus heals. Now, think of, look at the ge geography of this section for a moment. So he starts off in Galilee. He travels north outside of Israel up to Tyre, in what was Phoenicia, northwest of Galilee on the seacoast. From there, he takes a circuitous route further north to Sidon, then east and south, skirting Galilee altogether, down toward the Sea of Galilee. I wish I had a map to be pointing all this out to you, but he's just kind of in a clockwise motion, skirting around Galilean territory, to crossing to the other side of the Jordan, um, where he, there, that's where he uh, heals the deaf man. Then he comes down to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, and has the feeding of the 4,000, then crosses by boat back to the Jewish side. There he encounters the Pharisees who demand a sign. He says, nope. They get back in the boat, and they cross again to Bethsaida, 
It's, there are two, actually two towns called Bethsaida. This is the more famous one, and it's on the Gentile side, on the north end of the lake, uh, on the Gentile side of the river. The implication of the geography in this section is that once Jesus redefines purity, he's also erased the Jew-Gentile line, and so he begins traveling outside the country. And in the flow of these stories, Every person that Jesus helps in this section is in Gentile territory. This is bread for the nations, bread for the world. Now, as you prepare to... Uh, to share together on Sunday. There's just one, one extra thing, one more thing I would like to focus on, and that's the term bread. Um, there's not a, a great deal to say about this at this point, so this isn't going to be that long of a podcast. Um, but I want to call your attention to this because it's not so obvious in English. We're talking about the Greek word artos, A-R-T-O-S, artos, which means bread, or, in the singular, it could mean a loaf, and so plural could be loaves. Um, and it's also used because bread is a sort of staple of life. It also, also ends up being used for food in general, so literally bread. So in Greek, you're going to see these different forms of the word artos showing up in, in most of these passages, but it's often obscured in English translation. So I simply want to walk them through, walk through with you so that you see where they are. In the first passage, chapter 7, verse 2, they're eating their eating with unwashed hands. Your translation might say eating their food or eating bread or eating just eating with unwashed hands. But it's the Greek word artos. Um, so we're talking about bread and purity, purity of eating. Same thing in 7.5. Chapter 7, verses 27, verse 27, this is in the second, second story, uh, where, the, where the Gentile woman is asking help for her daughter. And they, they argue about, should the children's bread, the children's artos, be given to the dogs? And she says, well, yeah, the crumbs, should, they should get the crumbs. Well, look at that story. So bread for the Gentiles. Uh, chapter 8, verse 5, is the feeding of the 4,000 who, once you, once you understand the geography and where this is placed, this feeding of the 4,000 is a Gentile feeding, where the feeding of the 5,000 earlier was a Jewish feeding. And you've got how many loaves, how many artus, how much bread have we got? Seven loaves. In the, the last great sea crossing scene in chapter 8, verse 14, they have forgotten to bring bread. All they have along is one loaf. They've forgotten to bring artus, but they just have one loaf, one arton. Um, Jesus in that passage is saying, watch out for the leaven, for the yeast of the, of the Pharisees and the yeast of Herod. That's not, the word, that's not the word bread, but obviously yeast is connected. Verse, chapter 8, verse 16. Oh, he knows that we've forgotten to bring breads. 8.17. Why are you discussing that you don't have any bread? And then he starts quizzing them about how many breads, how many loaves 
did it take when we fed the 5,000? How many for the 4,000? So this section has seven stories in it. Five of those stories deal with bread in one way or another. There are two other stories that, de that don't. They deal with, with a deaf man and a blind man, a deaf man in one and a blind man in the other. In that crucial third sea crossing scene, you've got bread all over the place, and Jesus calls the disciples deaf and blind. So you've got the themes of bread, the bread for the world, and you've got themes of deafness and blindness bouncing off in this whole section. I simply want to invite you to be watching for that as we go through. There's only one story that has neither bread nor deafness and blindness in so many words. That's chapter 8, verses 11 through 13. That's where the Pharisees are demanding a sign of Jesus. Um, and Jesus refuses to give them one. And the things that we're going to be asking are, first, why are they demanding a, a sign at this point? What's causing the Pharisees to demand a sign? And then when Jesus in the next passage will go on, goes on to say, beware of, the, of the, the yeast of the Pharisees and the yeast of Herod, that now wraps that one into bread as well. There are thematic questions running through this, this section of chapter 7 and half of 8. One of them is left over from the end of chapter 6. That's when the disciples, with, after Jesus has walked on the sea, they're bewildered because they don't understand about the loaves. What is it that they don't understand about bread? Now from 8.15, what is the yeast of the Pharisees? What is the yeast of Herod? And when that scene ends with the disciples, Jesus asking the disciples, don't you understand yet? What is it that the disciples don't yet understand? So, this is a shorter podcast. I invite you to, um, to be mulling those questions between now and Sunday. And as we gather together, we'll, we'll get after it together. Thank you. Thank you.